Welcome to the Mindful Surfer podcast with myself, Will Foster, and my co-host, the man that is Liam Morgan. Yes, thank you. The Stoke Machine. Stoke Machine. What episode is this? 17. Mate. Not that I'm counting, but we... <laughs> you so are counting, are Oh you? God, it's episode 17. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you for We're staying. feeling more inspired than ever. We are more inspired. And thank anybody that's still listening from episode one as well, thank you for your, yeah. uh, for your continued support. Before we start on that, I mean, I had to say, I was going to save this for later, but thank you to all of our listeners. Because we've had well over 2,000 downloads now uh, of the show. And hello to all of the uh, listeners who are joining from other parts of the world because, you know, we've got most of our audience just over, just slightly over half is from the UK. Yeah. But US, our Australian friends, our New Zealanders, our Kiwi friends that we know, our Irish listeners, all the way through, actually, uh, as far afield as Japan. So um, thanks for tuning in if you're sitting in one of those places listening to this. Um, we are very grateful, uh, truly and honestly, and touched that you've decided to listen. It's so true. I think it's really cool how we can do this. Yeah. Sharing this thing as to what, you know why we started, which yeah. is that we're having these car journeys. Yeah. And we both realized how fucking stoked we were on life. Yeah. And all the nuances of it. Yeah. And then we were like, well, let's just share that. Yeah. And that when you're then listening to this now, you're part of this conversation. and We're going to need a bigger car. Totally going to need a bigger it car. It is going to be the Mindful Surfer fun bus. The bio, bio, so now that's taken me down a whole different road. Yeah, dude. you did that last time. We <laughs> I did, did, did this last time. Oh, the mindful All kinds of images coming up we after just, that. We just need a truck or something. I mean, it's great, but we're really grateful. And yeah. keep sending your messages and ideas. You know, if you've got ideas or things we, you want us to talk about within the context of Mindful Surfing. We will absolutely. Well, it can be rude. It can be pretty rude too. I mean, I, I don't mind going super rude. I mean, I'm. Toilet humor. Yeah. We can go down all those roads and the nakedness. And- the thing is, and again, this is something when we started, we were talking about, I'm sure this will come up again, was this idea that we could do mindfulness and to an extent spirituality. Oh, yeah, big time. But with a smile on its face. Yeah. And not take it too seriously. Hell yeah. Because it's life, as we've talked about, is way too serious to take seriously. Completely. And it's one of these ones now, clearly, we don't leave every stone unturned in terms of where we go with our sense of humor in this show because yes. we've got to be a bit careful in this yep. this woke world that we live in today yep. and be smart about that yep. is there a slight part of me that sees that as a bit of a negative of today's society perhaps yeah because yeah? I, I love having a sense of humor about all aspects of life because well, li- there's life, anything you can't life is absurd isn't it completely so absurdity requires uh, comic input timing and all of that totally sort of the side of life that we live now that is probably the antithesis goes against the, the, the fabric of the idea of mindful surfing is judgment, isn't it? Mm. And was, there's so much judgment around the, at the time that we need almost this conversation more than ever to just soften that. Let's, totally. let's all, let's be a bit more live and live and let live. Massively. And it, it brings me to that quote, which is by Eckhart Tolle. I, you, I, I use a hell of a lot. Have I got anyone else who I fucking quote? I don't think I do. Um, a sense of humor is the ultimate spiritual sophistication. Yeah. And so much of the reason why is it's like, give you this example of like, and you'll all have this in your life where one person will try and tell a joke or mm. put someone down in a funny way or just be banterful or whatever. Mm. And it'll just not work mm. at all. And someone else will do just the same thing and people will laugh. Mm. And even if people don't laugh, they yeah. won't see that where it's come from is that harmful place. And this is what's really interesting about sense of humor. And the reason why it is the ultimate spiritual mm. sophistication when it's mm. done so well. Like we think of the likes yeah. of someone like Billy Connolly, I'll use yes. as, a, as an example, who, of someone who I consider to be an incredibly mindful human being when you get him talking Very about much. how articulate he is about life yes. and the nuances and how deep he is as a person. 
because then when he presents his his comedy and he fucks this and fucks that, yeah. when he's delivering it, yeah. you know it's coming from a spiritual place. He's not ever saying, let's say, about something about someone in, in a portion of society. Yeah. That the woke crowd would go, ooh, you can't say that. Yeah. But the where you know the where he's coming from. Yeah. When he's saying it, you can't. Well, listen, if you get offended, you're then getting offended about the words. Yes. But of course, it's where it's coming from. Well, it's interesting. I mean, he swears. God bless Billy Conley. He's a he's a great, great example, actually, and, and I, I would agree. He comes from such a position of authenticness, if you like, mm. that everybody forgives him his language mm. because it's him. Mm. And to deny it would be to deny him. And so, in in a way, he lives and breathes the spirit of not giving a shit what people think. Mm. Uh, he is very happy with nudity, probably still at his age. And he is truly, I think, or true to himself, mm. but approaches the world with a smile on his face, mm. ability to laugh at, at the absurdity of it all, an ability to poke fun at power. And mm. humour is an important weapon to stop regimes of any mm. kind or mm. any powerful force getting too big for their boots. It always has totally. been. So we kill it off at, at its peril. Billy Conley just has always embodied all of those things for me. Massively. So there we go. We've gone off on a tangent there. Massive tangent. Are we going to bring it a back? A great to... big tangent. A great big one. <laughs> that he, oh, sorry, relating it back to sorry to yeah. surfing is that you clearly choose your surfing mates Yeah. Um, as you choose your just mates in life. But of course, we're relating this to surfing always and uh, there'll be trips in cars and trips on planes yeah. and there'll be meeting people here, meeting people there. Yes. And you'll meet lots of surfers along the way. And a lot of them, when they have some banter with you, yeah. kind of take the piss. Yeah. It'll seem like it's coming not from them mm. and their spirit, but mm. more from perhaps an ego that wants to kind of chip you down a little bit. Yes. And put you down. And you'll always know when it's that because it just doesn't feel right. That's right. And I've had this before. And then I've moved away from those types of people in those situations. And... Some of me was questioning, is it because I can't kind of poke a joke at myself? Mm -hmm. Am I that, fuck, am I that serious about myself? Am I that kind of dad up my own ass that yeah. I can't take a joke? And then I was like, no, because I can be with loads of other people and rip the piss out of myself for all these silly things yes. that I do. Like we all do. Everyone yeah. has <laughs> nuances about their character yeah. that we can all rip into. Yeah. And people do, trust me. People rip into me a lot. It's And it's great. It's how yeah. it should be. But when it's done mindfully, when it's coming from someone's spirit and it's designed to share in camaraderie in that yes. way and create a bit of a giggle it just works and so when you're choosing you know your, your surf mates i think it's dead important to tune into that side of yourself and like be like you know when i'm around these people do i feel good yeah when we make all these jokes and we do all these things do i feel good in that situation i think it's very empowering because we're all trying to create the happiest life we can have possible yeah and that optimal life and um i think it's very important to tune in to what you do and don't like in people. Rather than just going about this kind of, oh, yeah, well, I should hang out with X, this, with person X or yeah. Y because they've always been my friend. It's like, mm. well, yeah, but if you're evolving away from that, there's nothing to say you have to be friends with someone. No, and uh, I mean, Adam, when we talked to him last week, we mentioned this concept, didn't we? He said the same thing about surrounding yourself with people who pull you along and boost you. And generationally, I think we're getting better at this, is that the ability to come at our friendships from a position of honesty mm -hmm. and you know a lot of the kind of joyful ribbing taking the piss having a, having a good time if it comes from the heart and it's fun and it's 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 done as you say with love really that's what it is yeah well, we so. couldn't say that before because we have progressed particularly blokes i'm speaking on behalf of here fellas when we couldn't say to our mates hey man i love you unless 
we'd been through some catastrophic event, you know, something like that, or we were at a funeral or whatever, whatever it might be. And I think that's a good thing of the softening of our nature is that we're able to come at a friendship. So you can do a mixture of both now. Taken a long time for as an old Yorkshireman for me to get to that point. But I think it's important to let people know, especially while they're still here, mm. there's some of the good things about them. Although it freaks them out. A friend of mine, Ivan, who's very spiritually focused, very, you know, great martial artist, big guy, big character, big personality, was all about this idea of tell people while they're alive what you think of them, if it's mm. good. Don't wait till you're speaking a, a eulogy of their... Damn straight. Because we do that, don't we, as humans? Damn straight. And, and I had a great example of that coming off the beach three or four days ago with this great swell mm. coming to our hometown and came out the sea and a good friend of mine just immediately started commenting on, yeah. on my surfing in a nice way. Yeah. Wow, what a lift. And the coolest thing is, is that the person giving the compliment yeah. gets to feel good first. Yeah. I mean, think about this. When you're having such a positive thought that you know you're going to say something nice to someone yeah. that you know they're going to enjoy, you're already feeling good just by thinking good thoughts, yeah. feeling good feelings. And then you go and say something to someone. So you're already winning just by thinking in a kinder way. And then when he shared that, I get to then feel good and everyone feels good. Listen, wouldn't it be lovely... If the surf community could be more like that, you know, is it realistic that everyone gets a bit, maybe a bit more kind of more spiritual in that way in the surf community? I don't think so. Yeah. But could we all on an individual level probably get a little better at that kind of thing? I think the answer is yes. Well, let's just start on the small steps and do it a little bit. There you go. Tell a couple of your friends that they're whatever. Insert the, you know, praise as you see fit and send it to them on a text or something or a WhatsApp. Very Tell them nice. what you think of them. In a nice way. Yeah. Commenting on that, actually, the thing I've noticed in your surfing just lately is you're able to take my kind of critique at what you're doing in a very non-egoic way. So mm. I've crit <laughs> I've basically criticised your surfing a fucking load, right? <laughs> you haven't criticised mine. I've criticised your parenting on a few You've criticised <laughs> and, and, and my driving. Uh, yeah, driving, eating, surfing. <laughs> Keep going. Keep going, seriously. There's a lot you can criticise me. Yeah. I'm, I do live that kind of way. I live a kind of very different... Life. I think as soon as you stand out like that, it's very easy to take the, take the piss yeah. off, which, which I think is lovely. If I'm going to keep living this life how I live, I'll, listen, take the piss yeah. away. Um, <laughs> Carry on. But uh, you've dealt with me offering, you know, what we call critical feedback over and over and over. What's really interesting with this and how it relates to getting better at surfing is if you can take advice from someone and have that level of relationship where the advice is not being given like, you know, that you should listen to this. Mm. Because that's not how we are in our no. in our report. I can read our report enough to know that there's no should at all. You want to know. Mm. Fuck me. If you didn't want to know, please tell me. Oh, Jesus Christ. I would. You would. I know you would. Yorkshireman, he'd tell me fucking straight away. But it's this thing where I've been able to say, listen, dude. Yeah. Because you're like, yeah, this, this, this. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that was great. You know, but you pumped a few too many times down the line yeah. before you put that yeah. cut back in. And by the time you put that cut back yeah. in, you've actually lost that rail speed mm. and you're not doing a cutback. You're mm. doing a kind of a mm. bogging mm. turn, right? You need board speed yeah. to do a cutback. Um, so do it sooner. Do it sooner. And you're like, okay, cool. And because you're not letting your ego get inflamed, like, oh, well, I thought I could do, you know, I thought I could do cutbacks. Because you're doing that, because you're going, okay, I can see that there's a humility there. Yeah. You're now doing this thing. We were surfing the other day and the swell had gotten smaller. And maybe that helped a bit, but even still, you took off on a left and you just straight round. You didn't wait down the line. You knew there was a section to be hit mm. and you bought your board right round the bowl back to mm. the pocket. And I was like, fuck, that's really, really sick. And relating that back to this whole conversation about friendships is if you can have this, this rapport with your surf mates where you can share in each other's abilities yeah. or inabilities. Yeah. You're building something really rich there that not only helps your surfing, but it can help you see that 
if someone else is doing something that you maybe want to work on, yeah. you can spot it in them. And then, and then here's the expression that, that it comes to is we get better at things in life and in surfing in particular when we have to teach them. Yeah. Because as soon as you teach something, mm. you're looking at it in a much more mindful way. Yeah. You're getting deeper into the topic. That's and so fun. you're really having to learn like, shit, if I've got to teach this, yeah. I've got to better do this. Exactly. And we were talking about, you know, Michael Jordan, you said about the beginner mindset. We've put a lot of stuff out recently around this. <laughs> I know John Wayne Freeman's laughing about adult beginners. And there's a comedy side to this as well. And you should check him out because he's a very, very funny man. And we've had some good interaction on, on Instagram between us and him. He sort of, uh, he cracks us up, both of us up. He's but- class, mate. But there is something in all of our mindsets. We probably talked about this last week as well with regard to having a mentality that is based on or built around being happy in the here and now, but also being open to growth, development, advancement. Mm. And you can't do that if you're closed and your ego doesn't allow that input. And I think that could apply to anything. You can't learn anything without learning from people who've been there and tried it and done it before. In a strange way, There is something about certain pastime sports activities that create a shield that doesn't want to know in some people because you think, oh, I can serve. You know, we've talked Mm. about this before. Look yourself in the mirror and decide where where you authentically are and where you really want to get to. And if you're happy where you are, that's fine. But if you want to grow, you have to seek out Mm. uh, feedback, advice, growth strategies, training programs, practice, and keep going and practicing and failing and practicing and failing. And that is the key to any progression in anything isn't it Mm. whether you are trying to work out the chords to your favorite song on a guitar whether you're trying to build a business whether you're trying to um, write a screenplay whatever it might be you have to take inspiration and learning from Mm. from those around you that have got things to say well said mate i think also i want to ask you a question have you ever had someone give you let's say some critical feedback in some way and it's not worked as in maybe you felt like the reason why they're doing it is actually not for like genuine help, but more maybe to kind of put you down. Oh yeah. I mean, you get that. Is that what I mean? You know know what I'm saying? There's probably almost too many to mention from a, when you're growing up and there's egos are involved and you're Mm. competitive. I mean, it's competitive spirit can eat away at that. Can't be. You know, you have to have a better uh, relationship than just simply competing against each other. It might not be the same for everybody, but I think with age comes a, some sort of, learned by mistake wisdom that's what it is well it's not, said, just, yeah, it's not just gifted wisdom you've got to have made some of the mistakes yourself that enables you to then absorb that input again with a with an open heart it's the right it's having the right approach to it mm. it's not having that nope not and some people just aren't ready for the for the feedback at the time you give and you know they've got to want it mm. and they've got it you've got to be the right person to deliver the to message. deliver it as well and i think interestingly i'm sure as you're listening to this you have the wherewithal to be able to read a situation with someone where you can kind of tell no i won't mm. i won't say anything yeah because it's not my place and i don't yeah. i don't want to risk yeah. this gradual rapport that we yeah. are building yeah but maybe as that relationship deepens you can start to kind of offer more bits and bobs yeah. and mate philosopher's corner oh, mate do you know we do this every week see we go yeah, nice that and deep off on a tangent tangents yeah we're going to move on to segment number one, which we do, which is the mindful surfer. It's our moment just to kind of check in with the breathing and, and raise your mindfulness, essentially, so you can become more aware of yourself and your own mind and your habits and all these things that make up you. We don't do this segment every week now because we're doing interviews every other week. We've just done another one recently, which is coming out soon, but um, we're back. We're doing this now. So let's do literally just a couple of minutes. So take a deep breath in through your nose and then breathe out slowly. Deep breath in through your nose. 
and then breathe out slowly. My challenge to you as you keep doing these deep breaths, just listen to these words, is to see how slowly you can let the air out. And a little tip on that when you're breathing out is to make a little hissing between your lips and your teeth. And what it'll do is it'll give you a sound anchor from which to monitor how slowly you're letting that air out. Because the slower you breathe out, the more calm and present it will make you. So give that a little try. Do a couple more breaths. And just do one more. Let the air out really slowly. Do that hissing noise and you'll notice it. Well done, guys. There's research. I'm always reading about this. I'm just fascinated by the topic of mindfulness, having taught it myself and practiced it, that when you are starting to feel stressed, that by slowing down your breathing, taking deep breaths in through your nose and then slowing down the out breath, mm-hmm. it's been proven to reverse the stress cycle response because as we know, what happens with stress is you, if you start to feel stressed, it leads to stressful thoughts. And stressful thoughts add to more stressful feelings and they basically play tennis with each other. Mm. They create even more stressful Mm. thoughts and then there's even things like, whoa me, Mm. and I'm so stressed Mm. and how am I going to get out of this Mm. and when's when's this going to end and how the fuck am I going to cope and dot, dot, dot. dot. That feeds back into a loop that we call feelings, Mm. dot, dot, dot. And what we're trying to prevent is not necessarily that tennis match because there's no way you're ever going to not think and feel. That's Mm -hmm. impossible, obviously. What we're trying to prevent is the intensity of it. So I liken that to a bit like um, when you do deep breathing. It's a bit like, you know, rather than having the stereo the radio on mm. full blast yeah. and it's, it's banging away that intense sound, mm. it's just like turning it down. It's not like you're going to get rid of it, mm. but it just turns down a bit of that sound. And, and if you like even more feeling-based than that in terms of analogy, it's like a, taking the, the gas stove is on full blast and just turning it down so yeah. it's like a gentler heat, lower heat. Mm. Just reduce the heat, reduce the sound, reduce the whatever it is, how you internally represent inside your own mind, because we're all very different in that way. Hmm. And it can be a wonderful, wonderful tool for surfing and for life. I'll give you a couple of examples. For surfing, for me, I find crowds stressful. And if it starts to get a bit too crowded for my liking, I find that stressful. Yeah. And I go to my breathing all the time. Hmm. And you think to yourself, you know, in some ways you could look at that and go, God, that's a bit deep just for like being in a crowd. Just get on with it. And I'm like, cool. If that's how you deal with being in a surf, in a crowded surf lineup, yeah. then you are doing mindfulness. You just don't know it. Yeah. Now, to me, maybe because uh, maybe because I'm a fucking you know, I was born aggressive, assertive, mm. go go go, that kind of person. Maybe for me in my character, I, I really need to work mm. at this deep breathing bit because mm. my ego, this competitive ego in me, kind of really can take over big yeah. time. So for me, we're all different. I've got to do that deeper bit, getting yeah. that real mindful bit that we might call it more spiritual bit. Because then what happens is all of my stress signals start to simmer down and I can maybe move down the line of a bit, maybe to a lesser peak that's at least going to be a yeah. bit less crowded. Or even if I stay in the in the midst of the yeah. crowd, that I can at least kind of just 
let go of being able to get so many ways. But if I don't do the breathing, my session starts to dive bomb. Yeah. In that kind of scenario, you know? Depends on the crowds as well, doesn't it? If you know the crowds, it can be easy to navigate. Yeah. Sometimes that creates own issues as well. Mm-hmm. For me, it's always trying to move to where it's more quieter. Mm. Um, I mean, there's a big thing on this and we won't go into it. We talked about waterboarding before. It's my mum's term for stand-up paddleboarders. She didn't sense the beauty in her description when she sort of <laughs> described that. Uh, and sorry for those stand-up paddlers out there listening because, you know, we both do it too, right? But, um, but I really find that a crowded lineup of surfers, you can sort of just about negotiate and navigate that. So when you throw these kind of dreadnoughts in, <laughs> these huge missiles, and they're flying through the lineup. It's like Skittles. And these people are on huge, potentially damaging craft. And they just charge all the way through. I find that really, really it's, there's the paddle out actually after. And there is no way of knowing which way they're going, fall off. And, and you then have, you know, there's kayakers and yeah. then there's people on other kinds of equipment. Surfskis. You know, kite surfaces. Yeah. Everyone's out there for the same goal. Yeah. And I have to have this line that I use. And I do it all the time because. God, my ego gets into separateness very, very quickly. Yeah, And it, the line is, we all have the same goal. There's this expression in mindfulness, which is called the one mind mm. mentality or the one mm. mind mindset, which is that really when you come away from like all the different opinions we have yeah. and all the different values and views and yeah. whatever else, how we construct and perceive the world within our mind. If you go to pure silence, yeah. it's one mind yeah. perceiving exactly as things are. Yeah. There's that bit of blue ocean. Mm. there's that person on that board. Mm. If there's no perception on in terms of what's what we believe to be right, wrong, good or bad, mm. there is this thing called one mind. There are 7 yes. billion minds exactly the same. Yeah. How can it be any different? If we all have eyes mm. and we're all seeing surfers, mm. now hopefully not 7 billion people are surfing, that would be a bit of a disaster, wouldn't it? Well, it depends where they're surfing. <laughs> where are they surfing? Not in our home break. We'll just make sure we don't mention it. But it's to say that it's fascinating, this idea, if you really reflect on this, that there's one mind. Mm. And there is no right, wrong. So, and so he's trying to have this empathy for those other people on those other bits yeah. of equipment that we find so stressful. Yeah. And I know you find it in particular with the stand-up guys. Well, moving out of the mindful bit, it's more about like, where's your, yeah, let's draw your arena of contact and where are your sort of safety zone concerns? Mm. Takes you out the flow state sometimes because you're also having to consider not the ocean conditions, not your own uh, skill set, mm. not your own board, not your own navigation through the ways. You throwing in and let's have something else that's coming towards you that sort of may or may not be controlled fully. So it, it disrupts actually some of the flow of surfing. Mm. So that's that's why. I mean, yeah, it sort of jolts yeah, you out saying. of that. So it's kind of, because we have to deal with it. It's there. Not not going going away if you surf in particular breaks. You've just got to, yeah, like you say, breathe and find ways of coping with the, it's your own issue. Because mm. they're entitled to be in there. Totally. As well. And if you find yourself on like a lesser yeah. peak that's not working as well yeah. as the main crowd, yeah. dealing with that next challenge yeah. mindfully because your thoughts streams might go into, yeah. fuck, I have to deal with this. Yeah. This is the wave I get. Yeah. Because it's so crowded, I can't be bothered with that. Yeah. But I'm now on this and this wave is just a bit mere. There's always going to be a challenge that comes up. So I think it's just always been really, if you can be really just aware, this is yeah. what we're building in this show. If you can be really aware of your mind and how it works in and out of the ocean. Yeah then you're going to be able to see the illusion of it and Massive. hopefully take some deep breaths along the way and before you know it, it's passed and you're back on to the next thing. Yeah. This too shall pass, as the saying goes. Yeah, it's not forever. Hey, hope you're enjoying the show. If you connect with what we do here at The Mindful Surfer, why not share it with your friends? Or go on over to iTunes and leave us a review. Because the more ratings we have, 
the more likely it is Liam and I can come back week after week and keep building this community of mindful surfers. Now, let's get back to the show. We're on to segment two, the mind-body stoke, which is things Liam and I have been doing with our minds and bodies to raise the stoke level. Dude, hit me. Mind or body or both? Well, I've sort of combined these two, actually, and I've said it before, but I will put in the show notes uh, a link to site work for anybody that's uh, looking to seek out sort of body repair or mind repair, actually. But as I've mentioned probably all the time to anybody that's willing to listen about my previous injuries. So one of the things, and I think this is kind of surfers around the world talking about our global audience earlier on, will relate to if they get to a certain age is, as I said before, anybody with an interest in life has had knocks and bumps and scrapes along the way, is that one of the things that really I was finding tricky as I came back into surfing was the fact that I fractured a couple of bones in my lower back. Mm -hmm. God knows quite a few years ago and it sort of had this sort of chain of events of you know impacts here and then suddenly you've got some uh, disc degeneration and then you've got and so on and so forth mm-hmm. from a musculoskeletal, musculoskeletal perspective and I saw back surgeon I was going to have an operation or an injection and I saw physio and some of that was working I really didn't want to go on the surgeon's table because I knew that would take me out of action on surfing for a long time and I just didn't like the idea of having spinal kind of fusing or whatever they were going to do I went to see somebody uh, called Gemma who was all about obviously physical repair as a remedial therapist, but also bringing meditation and meditative practices into that at the same time. And honestly, I've been working with her for a year and a half as well now. The improvements to my movement, body, mind, surfing abilities in conjunction with having her help what was a, a physical injury, but mm-hmm. also probably helping balance mind as well alongside that from a stress perspective has been fantastic. You know, obviously not everybody wherever you listen can get to see her, but I'll put a link to her site on there and check out some of the Facebook stuff that she does. That for me has got me moving very, very nicely again. You know, you have to have that discipline yourself as well Mm. to stretch, uh, to move, to get the bones and the joints and the muscles working every day. And life can get in the way of that, can't it? I've been sort of increasing that a little bit to keep the, you know, as you and I surf more and we go through the improvements together to try and make sure that my sort of aging body does Mm. the things that I want it to do for as long as possible. It's really cool. There's loads of insights we could get into on the specifics of that, yes. which could be really interesting. It'd be great to get her on the show. And, I think and, it would and, be another have show. Her, have her talk about these, what we may call things like energy healing, yes, uh, for example, as yep. well as massive therapy and huge meditation and all these things. And they're growing fields and getting a lot more respect yep. in the mainstream yep. literature than they ever were because people are seeing that there isn't any separation between energy healing and healing versus healing and energy healing. Like they're all inextricably just one. Yeah. This one universe. Yeah. And so there being this kind of strange things that people have done, which is the kind of what we call the materialism yeah. of science, mm-hmm. is say that it's like this. If you can't weigh it, you can't measure mm. it, then don't bother. Mm. And that's not what something like energy healing is going to be at all. It's going to be the world of what we call placebo. Now, there's this thing called placebo yeah. in the world. You know, what the fuck is that straight out the gates? Well, that is everything to do with if you believe in something. Yeah. This is coming from inside of your body, yeah. in your cells. You're changing your cells from the inside. You're yeah. not taking a pill. Yeah. You're not doing more lunges. Yeah. <laughs> you're fucking changing everything that is in Correct. your physique, your physiology, mm. from the internal environment of thought feeling. Mm. Now, that's just a fascinating mm-hmm. idea. You know, the fact that someone can take this sugar pill yeah. that they're being told is a paracetamol and get yeah. benefit to their headache. I mean, this is so point is those worlds are marrying now. They are. More you? and more. You know, and you even then start to feed the scientific world, talking quantum biology, I think is the term. There you go. Where 
if energy and particles can move, you know, vast distances almost simultaneously at the same time and all that, then we're part of that universe. Mm -hmm. So it's an area that I would love to read more about, actually. It's it's mind-blowing, in fact, literally. I found from my health challenges that it's just as important Mm. how I think about them as what I do with my nutrition, rest, and lifestyle. Yeah, just as important because it's amazing when I've had my niggles which are like my knee yeah. my brain sometimes gets foggy yeah. in from different things from different foods I've noticed mm-hmm. but a huge element of those is my thinking around them yeah. and it's incredible because we talk about we talked about this earlier in the show there's this tennis match between thoughts and feelings and thoughts and feelings and before if I had those symptoms come up in particular in my knee because that would have really felt my surfing I'd be like oh for fuck's sake and my thoughts mm-hmm. would start going oh for fuck's sake I'm not going to be able to surf next week. And that's going to, oh, fuck. And I'm going to be stressed because I've got the kids. I've got this. I've got loads on. And then, oh. And, just, and before I know it, my cells on a cellular level, I'm starting yeah. to produce more cortisol. That's a biggie. Stress hormones. Yeah. I'm starting to ramp up this, this what we call inflammation cascade. Yeah. And on and on. And this yeah. is just with my thinking alone. Now, I'm yeah. not then saying we should then replace that with positive thinking. Oh, it's all going to be fine. But if we use mindfulness... We're letting the thoughts pass without affecting us as much, which allows our bodies to heal. Whereas so often we interrupt that process by overthinking things. Completely. It's actually one of the big ones. Come come the fuck off Google. The Google doctor, the Google search. Oh, what? Should I do this method? Should I do that method? Should I do this method? Because it's something I wanted to share with you as an insight as well is that you have, Liam, accepted help from this person. Yes. And that's a big big step again because what you've done is you've removed your ego yeah. and you've said actually i don't know how to heal this can yeah. someone help me yeah and that's huge pal it's a biggie and you've got to try like, like we were talking at the beginning about taking you've got to find somebody that puts you at ease and is doing it for the right reasons as mm. well because there's a lot of dare i say quackery out there for some, for yeah, some sectors or people exploiting that's probably unfair to call it that's a- let's call it there are humans with egos exploiting vulnerability in other people who are seeking help that's what it is and it sort of undermines the genuine people who are providing those services in, in the world. You know, my very simple advice would be find somebody you feel comfortable with who is doing it from a position of genuine care and, and attention and not just to grow and make shit ton of money from it. And if Why that not? comes for them, great, because that's a byproduct of them being a wonderful person and they're doing a great job. But if that's their driver and you get sense for that, then no, it's not the right person. For you. Totally agree. Such a great insight because yeah. it makes me think of people like Paul Check, yeah. who I all recommend you check out. He's been my teacher, mm. pseudo father. Has been all mm. sorts of things to me. Paul Check. He marries the two worlds, yeah. and he finds himself in the middle. And this is the thing: when you're seeking advice, is just get a vibe from someone. Yeah. Are they coming from the middle spot? Are they living yeah. a deeply spiritual life yeah. where they're completely honouring mm-hmm. of that world of energy, thoughts and feelings, yeah. and how you view things, as well as honouring perfectly alongside mm-hmm. that the absolute realities of the physical world yeah. if they're doing that in the middle you'll notice it because there's a uh, there's a real richness and depth yeah. in what they're saying for example if someone's got an e-issue and they're going along to someone who's charging vast sums maybe like you said yeah. to exploit them into this kind of program which is just based on energy yeah and they're doing no lunges no yeah. change in diet yeah. no change in lifestyle yeah. same sleep same alcohol same sugar same whatever well fuck me you can't expect that to work if nothing changes nothing changes yeah so if someone then comes from the other end of the spectrum and it's just the physical yeah. stuff, nothing to do with nutrition, yeah. nothing to do with your thoughts, nothing. Well, again, they're just going yeah. down too physical. Somewhere in the middle is always, I uh, think, where yeah. we it's need bit, to be. It's a bit like going to someone and saying, my shed's leaking or my garage is leaking. And they come and just knock it down <laughs> yeah. and say, it's yeah. not leaking anymore. 
<laughs> you need someone who's got wants to help you rebuild it and repair yeah, it and take yeah, it back yeah, to its yeah, former yeah. glory right and so uh, yeah a huge thing finding the right people and it doesn't have to be you know I'm just trying to avoid intervention for as long as possible and if that comes along and that's an essential thing in future I'll cross that bridge when I come to there it there you go sometimes you gotta do it um, go. I wanted to mention something from my end which is we were surfing the other day this is mind actually but it relates to body but of course it always does and I was finding the crowd putting me off my surfing because that is often what it can do so I moved down moved down the beach and had this little peek to myself and I was really blessed it's one of those really mm -hmm. awesome situations that we all mm -hmm. dream of which you just suddenly find yourself for 90 minutes two hours yeah. with a perfect peek just yourself or, to, or with a friend it's, it was a real dream in my hometown just being able to do turn after mm -hmm. turn after turn and it made me ponder and reflect on how big an impact it has on me being able to surf away from a crowd and wondering kind of why. Now, these are just guesses, but it kind of relates to this thing about how does my surfing look? Now, when you go into a crowd lineup, you surf, but if people are watching you, you can't deny the ego. You can't deny that you are surfing, but you're also wondering who is watching. It's impossible. If we were to, again, sit here and say, no ego. I'm the Jesus Christ of surfing. I just pure soul. And so you are lying so hard out of your arsehole. <laughs> it's untrue. So the point is we're all going to have that. It's whether or not someone's aware of it or not. Yeah. That's the big difference. And it makes me kind of think, okay, well, this journey of progression that I'm on, in particular that we're all on, is trying to work out the steps that we can take to move away from how does my surfing look and closer and closer and more to how does my surfing feel? Because the interesting thing with that session, that two hours, is I felt phenomenal and I yeah. felt in the zone. And I got that comment when I got out from my friend who particularly remarked on, oh, yes. mate, you were doing this, this, that was so cool. Wow, wow, I'm not the... And of course, we're at our best when we base it just on the feel. Oh, this is the always. paradox. There's paradox in the entire yeah. universe. When you make surfing about how it feels, it'll look better. Yeah. You'll be in the flow. You'll be yeah. in the pocket. You'll feel your feet. You'll do that. Maybe it'll look a bit, maybe it'll be a bit kooky, but it will, it'll feel like, oh, there you go. That was natural. And I think it's like if someone's authentically expressing themselves on the wave without worrying at all about how it looks, it just tends to look cool. Of course. It is. Even if they're not doing top to bottom turns. Mm. It just kind of, you kind of like there's, there's like a vibe coming from it. There You're is. like, huh? They're just feeling, yeah, feeling the way through it. Yeah, as Billabong once said, only a surfer knows the feeling <laughs> of parting with four hundred quid for a wetsuit. <laughs> parting with four hundred quid for a wetsuit. <laughs> and their other marketing, which is life's better in board shorts, was like, what? The, yeah. What about everyone who lives? Yeah. In the, in the south or the north of the world? Not in Scarborough. It's uh, yeah. in December. It's not exactly <laughs> fucking thick pair of jeans, mate. Yeah, but um. Do you know what I mean? Do you have this? Yeah, I think that's where the, let's call it flow state really again. That's what it is, isn't it? It's that feeling. It's not an awareness of eyes on you. It's a feeling of it, just the flows there and the movements there. And even if you videoed it and it didn't look great on the playback, it doesn't matter either. Because that sense of vibe when you're on a roll or in the flow is what it's all about. I think that's probably the same for everything. I mean, during lockdown, I've tried to sort of teach myself more piano, right? And I'm sure that if you're listening to it, you think, what the fuck is that guy doing on there? <laughs> Murdering a cat <laughs> or something or playing a broken piano. But the feeling of it, yeah. it feels amazing because you create your own world where you're not really burdened by the expectation of something being a certain way. Yeah, It's only you and the expression of art. It goes back to our old pal Seth Godin again, doesn't it? It's how do you create artistic expression 
in everything that you do. And that artistic expression is a true freedom of your own soul coming out of the your body or your mind or whatever and expressing itself in a certain way. And I think that's probably where it's at, dude. I think that's why it feels good because you've removed all of the worldly crap that goes with judgment. So well said. Yeah. Do you think that um do you think video of someone's own surfing can go then one or two ways? Because it's interesting, people say, you know, as much as you can, get photos and videos of yourself yeah. and all that. Here's an experiment for you. Here's yeah. a thought experiment. Yeah. You just literally had the wave of your life. It yeah. felt like you were just on fire. Yeah. The best experience. Your yeah. feet were in the right place. Just the way, the colors and the flow and pockets of energy. And wah! you want to tell the whole world how amazing surfing is. With that feeling we've had. If someone was then to play back that video to you. Yeah. It could very easily burst that bubble. It will. It will. Because you just go, oh shit. Like I thought, I thought I was like that and I'm not. So then it becomes this thing like, let's call a spade a spade. A video to human is not a natural thing. Mm. It's completely modern Mm. and completely just like this random thing that we can do as humans. We can video someone and replay that thing that happened in real life except yeah. just watch it which is a really bizarre thing you actually think about it for a second because of course life for millions of years is just you just live yep and there's no footage yeah so in some ways would some surfers be better off without footage and would some surfers be better off with it there's the question do you see because a lot of surf coaches say we got to film you i think it's, it's trying to separate the two because if, mm. if we're talking about the moment don't film it because the moment is unique to your emotions your inner thoughts your feelings it's a feeling this is where there's a big debate about sport. But is surf a sport or is it a feeling and um, our expression? Because if it's sport, then of course, video technique mm. analysis is mm. important to make those improvements because mm-hmm. you are looking for critique of, mm-hmm. of whether, you, whether or not. If you're talking about sporting growth, let's stick with the sporting stuff for now. If you're talking about sporting growth, it has to be about what you did well and what you did badly and how mm. you can improve mm. because we're talking about you know actual real-world improvements to your technique. If it's about feeling... As we said on, the other day out on the post we put out, the meme doesn't actually matter. It matters not one bit whether there is a technical 10 out of 10 or there's a fail. It doesn't matter. And if you apply the sporting improvements bit, the athletic improvement bit to a spiritual expression or an art form, it doesn't work. So, so true. It's man. why we shouldn't, should we really have art critics? Who gives a fuck? Seth Godin talks about this yeah. so beautifully. Because how the fuck can there be a right or wrong piece of art. Yeah. You have lost the entire point. Yeah. If there's soon as there's a right or wrong about it. Yeah. Now, now let's talk about it yeah. if you want. Like, But it comes back to this thing. Do you like it? Great. That's your opinion. Yeah. You can have it. But yeah. The artist is, it's, it's for them as totally. much as it is for you. Totally. I relate this also to cricket because yeah. I've been playing the last couple of years and there's a certain technique I'm trying to develop to stay yeah. in and whatever. Um, we might relate that to surfing. Like yeah. you're trying to develop a certain yeah. set of skill sets so you can, a- can actually do it, mm-hmm. right? I want to stay in. Mm-hmm. But my natural game, I've been told, is very, very unconventional and looks a bit weird. Yeah. But it feels great. And I hit the ball way better when I go back to my natural game. Yeah. And then you go, yikes. You know, relating it to surfing, when you're in your best place to ride the wave, it's just when you are just basing it on what feels best, not what might look best yeah. or be the most conventional setup in that yeah. way. Now, here's the thing. Is there some wisdom to be taken from convention? Well, of course there is because, you know, there's certain techniques yeah. like how you snap up yes. and how you paddle into yeah. the wave and how you actually yeah. turn the corner of a cutback and stuff. If you don't follow those principles, you're not going to get those That's maneuvers right. going. And does that even matter if that is a goal? 
No, it doesn't doesn't matter how how it is. But if you want to get those kind of things going, you've got to follow those core principles. But at the end of the day, every human being is going to have their own stamp on it. And that's what's remarkable about... Well, surfing is beautiful in that way. It's like a painted canvas. Like no two surfers are going to surf it the same. And, and actually, it's the sort of anarchists sometimes, isn't it, in anything that create the most interesting lines, whether it's surfing or um, shots, whether it's cricket or I better talk about baseball now and all that, you know, anything, mm. anything where you get somebody who is unconventional, they're often more interesting to watch anyway. There's a sort of yeah. weird thing that goes with it. So true, man. It's all about how that but feels. But technically, musicians as well. People, some of the best musicians might not be technically competent yep. from a music theory point of view, but they create amazing sounds that we all want to get involved with. Big time. Big time. I have to give a very honest account of how my ego does slip into this yeah. kind of, how does this look yeah. thing as well, which is where do you put your hands? Yeah. A unique thing about surfing with ego and quote unquote, being a bit of a kook is it's how you position your hands can either look very, very elegant and yeah. really in control, like a, like a dance, yeah. like a ballet dancer, yeah. like, a, you know, it's poised, you're dancing with the wave where your arms are and it's all very balanced. And there's other times where it just feels so sticky and your yeah. hands are like a little dinosaur. Yeah. I call it a T-Rex. T-Rex. T-Rex hands, you know, yeah. they all get like, yeah. like a little T-Rex. And I, I, I sometimes do this thing and it's just, it's just silly, but we've got to just I've got to mention it is that I do this thing where when the wave's been a bit sticky and I felt a bit kooky is my hands are all tied together like a little T-Rex, like an absolute idiot. And I have to do this thing where I clap my hands together to shake them out to to get them to go relaxed again down by my waist. Now, in one way, am I doing that because I'm caring too much about how it might look on the wave? Yes. But what's interesting is that then it helps me on the wave because I carve back better Mm -hmm. because my arms are in a better place. So then I get a feeling going again so here's the interesting thing about ego is it is a back door mm. into better feelings sometimes because yeah. it improves performance yeah that's why there's a sort of more than a duality to all of this stuff it almost goes back to where are you where do you want to be but don't let the where do you want to be impact the where you are now that's a whole thing it's a secret beautifully put dude yeah do you want to share anything on surf media let's segment three well i did i mean some beautiful lines being drawn in this actually by uh now it's a sponsored film i don't know why more brands don't do this talk a lot with a good pal of ours scotty about this stuff like you know people could make some beautiful films and need essentials who we talked about we are not sponsored by need essentials they haven't sent us anything they obviously funded this show this hour-long uh, travel documentary it was a bit sort of ewan mcgregor charlie borman thing where they take motorbikes and they kit them up and they drive their boards uh, torren martin and, and his friend ishko uh, Roberts, I think, and they drive through New Zealand, North and South Island, looking for uncrowded, beautiful waves in some horrendous conditions and horrendous weather. And it was a really nice, gentle vibe, actually. Mm. It's a bit boring in some parts, but overall, just a Sunday morning viewing with a cup of coffee and watching Torren Martin, because for me as well, just watching him surf, you know, we talked about step-up boards for bigger waves, and he has this like 7-2 twin fin, mm. beautiful, with these kind of multi-channels in the back board that he drives, and um, and then the short board. And seeing him pull these lines on these on these waves on, on both of those boards is, is lovely. He's got a lovely style, actually. So that's my surf media. And then, you know me, for shits and giggles, John Wayne Freeman and the Raglan Surf Report just puncture all of the self-important bits of surfing beautifully so tune into those it's so good and when people are poking fun at stuff and they do it well and it's really funny yeah it's so much more powerful as a teaching yeah than just the teaching itself yeah when you can poke fun at it 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 lasts so much longer you take home the message so much more because you're laughing you feel so good yeah because there's so much fucking silliness in surfing hilarious those guys are worth checking out what about yourself anything 
Nothing major, because what it is, I've kind of, I've tried to get back into watching shows. Mm. I'm a big sports fan in general. So I've been watching All or Nothing mm. on Amazon Prime, mm. all the different American football mm. teams, soccer football teams, and just seeing how intriguing it is, how wrapped up in the joy of winning yeah. and, the, and the heartache of, of losing mm. is to a whole organization yes. and how people manage through that. Because yeah. yikes, bikes, the teams that seem to do well, from yeah. my observation so far, are the ones that let go of the loss the quickest yeah. and the, who are the ones who don't let the win get to the head the longest. And that is the bottom line. It's this be impermeable, be the stone like be, we talked yeah, about. Yeah. And those teams that just like, yep, yeah. we had a great win, straight into the next bit. And when they've had a loss, they're like, yep, we lost straight into the next yeah. bit. There's just this constant Zen focus on yeah. the now. And those are the teams. And enjoy the journey because those teams that enjoy the process of being on that journey, don't keep thinking about the destination. Enjoy the drive there as much as you enjoy the place you're going to get to. Beautifully put. What a lovely way to finish. Right. Guys, thanks for having us. Always a pleasure. See you again soon. Cheers. Bye.